Don't want to work forever? Once you can cover your living expenses with passive income, your day job becomes optional and you reach financial independence. You then have complete control over your time, your money, and your life in general. Spark Rental founders Denny Suplee and Brian Davis, me, are here to help you build rental income, ditch your day job, and do what matters most to you. So on that note, let's jump into today's episode, which, like all of our episodes, was recorded live. Hey guys, Brian Davis and Denny Sipley here from Spark Rental. Hi everyone. Happy Tuesday, or whenever it is that you're listening to the, the podcast recording, super glad to have you with us. Last week, Denny interviewed Courtney Polos about uh, flipping during this environment where you know, there is a lot of uncertainty about interest rates, where housing markets are headed, whether there's a recession coming, you know, all that good stuff. Today, we are talking, we're diving a little bit more niche into a question of what happens if your tenant goes to jail, which I've actually experienced this before myself. Denny, have you, have you had this personally happen to you? I, I did. I did. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> so as you guys join us, let us know where you're tuning in from. Fire questions at us. It's an interactive podcast, uh, video broadcast. You guys are just as much part of the show as Denny and I are. Absolutely. So on that note, Denny, let's start with the basics here. What do you do if you suspect that your tenant has been incarcerated? Well, let me clear something up. If you are just suspecting, but the rent is coming in and everything else, I don't think I would do anything at right. this point. I mean, unless, collecting rents. right. I mean, uh, unless there's other things going on, like you see, uh, you know, drug deals or, right. or <laughs> whatever hanging out in yeah. the front. Right. But other than that, I would just leave it, leave it go. Because you can't just not coming in. Now, if the rent's not coming in or there are other issues or you just hear through the grapevine as we all do you want you first of all you don't want to make you don't want to call family or friends or anything and say yo is so and so in jail <laughs> you don't want to do that you can actually get in trouble for it what you do want to even do even though it's public information if someone gets in, it is look. but there's something there are legal ramifications in certain instances where a family could say different things and then if you go ahead and try you know, to evict, say, not so much based on non-payment, but say there is issues like, you know, damage to the unit or people hanging out or something like that, then you could get into some hot water. So it's best not to just, you know, you could call them and say, you know, how is so-and-so? I haven't heard from them. I'm a little concerned, but, you know, stay away from the circumstances. Ask if they are still residing in the property? Yeah, just be vague. (laughs) <laughs> say oh are you behind bars <laughs> <laughs> and then up oh, shawnee dixon this has happened to someone i know i think that if you've been in this business long enough it probably has it. happened i was lucky <laughs> ironically the the person who um you know the situation i knew he was on work release so he continued to pay for his rental and his family took care of it and made sure the heat was on trash was out and all that stuff so it was and they they came to me so i i wouldn't have known but um so that that was a little bit easier of a situation now when you have um another situation where they're not paying rent and whatnot there are several ways that you should 
handle this. In most states, <laughs> we as landlords have the obligation to secure the unit. So what this means is, uh, you know, maybe there was a raid and windows are open and the doors left open or something like that. You do have the right to go in, secure the, the place and everything else. Or what if it's in the middle of winter and the heat's turned off? You can do what you need to do to make sure that you're not going to have frozen pipes and all of those things. But you and should you, do this even if the tenant's paying the rent, right? Like, I mean, if, if you think that they've been If it's abandoned... Right. Well, if you see any signs of abandonment where you feel that your property is in danger, then you right. have I mean, the, the right to freeze if, if they mm -hmm. don't have the heat on or. Right. Um, now, say you go in and everything's out of there. There's nothing in the refrigerator. All the furniture's out. Maybe the family came in and took everything out. You can then go through the normal eviction procedures and, you know. As an abandoned unit. Right. And you're probably not going to yeah. have too much. You can also, um, and then when you start eviction procedures, make sure that you are following your state's letter of the law, the notices and everything else. You would send them to the unit unless you have another address for it. But for the most part, you would send like it directly to the unit. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, he maybe he has mail forwarded there. But... <laughs> Um, anyway, so you want to do that. A lot of times you'd be surprised, you know, people have family taking care of them. Even if they're not paying their rent, they, you'll still maybe see a girlfriend, boyfriend, somebody going in and out and they might get the mail and get it to them. So you want to mail your notices as you would at any other time. Right. There is also, if you wanted to, I don't suggest this, but it is an idea. You could actually, you know, if they reach out to you, if he say they reach out to you, the, the um, incarcerated tenant, then you can actually say, look, I'll come down if you want to release and relinquish the apartment and give me the um, permission to allow your family to come in and clean it out and all of that. I can come down there and then you can have him sign him or her sign a document and and then close it out right there. For an early lease termination, you mean? Yes. Yes. To me, now why don't you I, recommend I would, that? I mean, I, I don't know. I just, you know, going to the prison, getting all that done, you really should get it notarized. notarized so you got to bring somebody else or a witness. And I mean, do you really want to take your day and go to the county jail? <laughs> <laughs> but it might be worth it to, to close out that, that lease contract uh, cleanly. Right. Oh, right. And if it's if it's that easy, like if if this tenant is contacting you and then it's not that far, you're not driving three hours to do this, right. then it probably makes sense to do it. But yeah, you can always um, send like, you know, your uh, your deadbeat nephew to to the prison <laughs> to get this signed, right? Send, send Guido. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so those are the things that you want to do. You want to start eviction if you need to, if the rent's not coming in. If the rent's coming in, I would just leave it. Just make sure it's not abandoned. You don't want to harass anybody. And I've heard stories of people doing that, and that's going to come back to bite you in your butt. <laughs> you definitely don't want to do that. You don't want to go into the unit for any other reason, don't take their stuff, don't do anything with any of that stuff until you have permission written 
and well until um, the sheriff goes with you right to, to or yeah or hand if, back if possession to you at a lot of time even then you have to be careful and handle the property as per your state's regulations and there are some states that make you hold it for 45 days uh, Pennsylvania yeah, your is own 30. Storing, yes. storing the, yeah. And some cities, there are some very tenant friendly cities with anti landlord laws that, you know, we talk about all the time that have just crazy regulations on this side where, you know, the tenant can abandon their junk in the property mm -hmm. and you as the landlord still have to pay to store it even after the eviction for months afterwards. Uh, and that can certainly apply here uh, if your tenant is uh, imprisoned. So, Absolutely. you know, these are reasons to avoid areas with anti-landlord laws. You know, it's funny. So Shani Dixon says for the person that it happened to uh, that she knows, she says, uh, I happened to see it in the online newspaper by chance. The oh, owner wow. had no idea that their tenant had been arrested and, uh, and incarcerated. Wow. And but I mean, generally, you're not going to know if, if everything is, is good. And if it's the if middle of the month, rent, you're yeah. not going to know if rents do again unfortunately unless you have some kind of inkling or like i had maintenance people that would tell me um if an apartment was abandoned or whatnot so i mean it's kind of that oh my goodness he was for murder <laughs> yeah so in the in the comments for anyone listening shenny said that tenant had been arrested for murder unfortunately so chances are he's not going to have work release <laughs> well, I, I suppose that's true, Denny. <laughs> so, um, I guess, yeah, that's all I have for today. Again, don't don't throw away their stuff. Don't take anything. If you have to inventory it, <laughs> he never came back. Shani Dixon just said, I would assume so. <laughs> but yeah, bottom line here is you really have to follow your state and city eviction laws to the T, document everything, you know, CYA, right? Because you may be challenged later either by the tenant when they get out of prison or by their, their family members. So you really have to cover your ass here right. and just document everything, cross every T, dot every I uh, when it comes to your state's eviction laws and city eviction laws. And the legal ramification that I was talking about, like if you ask a family, would come like say that, you know, this guy is is in for murder. Technically until he has his court hearing, he's not a murderer. So if you act upon something like that without, you know Oh yeah. Yeah. You can't evict someone for alleged crimes that they have not been proven guilty of. Um even right. if your lease has a uh a, a clause about criminal activity in it um you really have to you can only evict people for violations of the lease agreement exactly all right on that note uh, <laughs> uh we will see you guys next tuesday stay in touch let us know what you want to hear about in the coming weeks and we will catch you guys on the flip side we are and I'll, i'm gonna be a grandmother tomorrow i'm very excited another grandmother my 11th <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations mind. again, Denny. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. All right. Bye. Did you know we offer a free eight video course on how to reach financial independence with real estate? It's super bingeable with each video around 10 minutes long, but packed with information. 
Visit sparkrental.com slash learn for instant access. And please don't forget to rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us, and we will catch you on the flip side. Thank you.